This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. But my OB, I couldn't believe how many babies she has coming. Parents have done more than just watch Netflix during this past year. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Katie's Crib. I have been wanting to do an episode on night nurses for a long time. There are a lot of myths about it. What the heck are they doing all night? What's a night nurse? What's a postpartum doula? What's a newborn care specialist? What's a baby nurse? How are they different? How are they the same? And I was like, I got to get Alexandra in here because she was my newborn care specialist with Vera. She was here for 14 nights of Vera's first I guess we were home the third night of her life. So the first 17 days of her life, she was here at my house. Let me tell you a little bit about Alexandra Latin Argasino. She is a newborn care specialist and a postpartum doula. She has several years of experience taking care of hundreds of newborns as a babysitter, a summer au pair, a nanny, and a nurse. She recently started a blog and a podcast herself called Babies in Business, which is a source created for other newborn care professionals to share information, education, inspiration, and motivation. She was born and raised in Europe in the Netherlands and graduated with a nursing degree. And from setting routines with your baby to sleep training to being there for you in the most vulnerable times in a new mom's life, she is the one to call. So welcome, Alexandra Latin Argensino to Katie's Crib. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me as a guest on your amazing podcast. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to talk with you. And I'm so excited to share a little bit more about my work. And tell me where you're from so everyone knows how this stunning accent came to be. I was born and raised in the Netherlands, that little country from the wooden shoes and cheese and windmills. <laughs> she came, I interviewed one person and it was her to take care and help me and my daughter. And she came in and she's also beautiful. You were in your scrubs and your accent behind a mask. And I was like, can you please just take care of me and my newborn baby, which I have not yet met? 
Okay. My first question for you is, do you call yourself a night nurse? Is that what you say you are? No. (laughs) See, I'm already messing up. (laughs) I would like to briefly touch on the title night nurse. The title night nurse is actually not the correct title. For many years, we were known as a night nurse or commonly known baby nurse, but many in our industry are not a nurse. And it is illegal to call yourself a nurse when you don't have a nursing degree. So in 2007, the International Nanny Association invented this title, created this title, newborn care specialist for those who are supporting parents, specifically during the transition into parenthood those first few weeks or months after birth. So that brings me back to your question. We are here to support, serve, guide, and most importantly, to educate parents in all aspects of newborn care and help them become confident and well-equipped with plenty full of resources. Can you believe this, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, when I hear you speak about what it is you do, I'm like, come back, not for Vera, but for me. (laughs) Okay, so you go by a night nurse because you are a nurse as well. So let it be known that not all newborn care specialists have a nursing degree. Correct. And if that is something important to you or a value to you when you are interviewing people who are going to help you take care of your newborn, if you want them to be a night nurse with a nursing degree, that that is something you ask about. Yes. So, okay, there's a night nurse, baby nurse, newborn care specialist, postpartum doula. These all sort of get confused. I think we can completely forget about the night nurse and baby nurse. It is better and also more accurate when you refer to people in my industry as either a newborn care specialist or a postpartum doula. I refer to myself as a newborn care specialist and parents always get that extra medical background as a bonus just to, you know, limit the confusion. I love that. Now, how did you come to this line of work? You know, for me personal, it was a very organic and natural transition. Um, I worked as a nurse in pediatric care and really enjoyed building relationship with parents and answering their questions, mostly from overwhelmed and sleep-deprived parents. (laughs) (laughs) And it so happened that one of my closest friends went through a very difficult postpartum phase. I spontaneously offered my help, and that joyful decision sparked my desire to work one-on-one with parents and their newborns. And Who doesn't love to hold a teeny tiny baby, right? How many babies have you cared for in your career, would you say? Gosh, I lost count over the years, but it's definitely over 300. Oh, my gosh. You know, you came and worked with us for two weeks, but I would say for the most part, you are with families for about three months would maybe be your average. You know, every family has different needs. And quite frankly, it's also a decision regarding your finances. So every family, you know, makes a decision and shares their goal with me. And we come up with a time frame according that. 
you know, information. But anywhere between two weeks and 12 weeks, sometimes I have parents who want to really be sure that their baby is sleeping through the night and then I stay 16 weeks. But 12 weeks is the average. If you are looking for a newborn care specialist, a lot of people will interview via Zoom now or in person. What are the three questions you think you get asked the most when you do one of these sort of interviews? How long I have been doing this? Um, How many newborns I have taken care of? And what I personally understand about supporting parents during this transition because you want to be sure as a new parent as oftentimes a first-time parent that your parenting philosophy is lined up with the person you are uh, booking or hiring to help you know guys who are listening it's it's a really vulnerable time you're really in these first couple weeks understanding your baby's cues crying and how much and how little they eat or what kind of sleeper they are. Are they gassy? Are they allergic to something? Mm -hmm. Here's the good news about someone who's been around 300 babies or someone, if you're lucky to hire uh, someone who knows a lot more than you do about this. It's like you talked me off the ledge. Like, it's not a big deal. This I've seen this before. She's probably allergic to something in your breast milk. And, And you were right. And it's not a big deal. We're already on to the new thing. (laughs) Let's be honest. It has to be an energy exchange. You are in such a vulnerable and personal situation as a new parent or first-time parent. You want someone that you really feel comfortable with and who creates that safe environment for you in your home. There's a contract that comes along with a newborn care specialist. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So when a client thinks that I'm the right fit uh, and books my newborn care services, then we sign a contract. And from that day on, I reserve my time for that one specific client. And every client has different needs and wants. And uh, it also depends on their individual lifestyle, which days, which hours, how many weeks they need help. So for example, in my case, you would show up at 10 p.m. and leave at 8 a.m. Correct. I was going into labor with plans of having a vaginal labor, but I did at the end decide to be induced. I just kept texting you like, this is when I'm going into the hospital. And you were like, would you like me there the first night you come home from the hospital? So for those of you looking at contracts and things like that, most newborn care specialists, it's not like it starts on this exact day. It's like you guys are in touch about when the baby is coming because sometimes nobody knows when the baby is coming except for the baby. Correct. (laughs) And then you are very open, which maybe not all are, but, you know, what worked for us was 10 to 8. But I'm sure some people want to do 9 to 7 or want to do, you know, different hours. 7 to 7 or 24 7. Uh, It all depends on, you know, their lifestyle and, you know, their priorities. Right. There are. I have a friend in the market right now looking for someone 24 seven. I'm like, that sounds amazing. (laughs) I mean, newborn care specialists book up very far in advance. Yes. I I don't know if that's like that around the country, but it is in L.A. And I feel like you were booked up to like fall of 2021 or something like that. Like I was like 
typically I'm booked, you know, six months in advance. You booked me pretty early too. And I think that's the safest to go because when you have to find someone at the, you know, last minute, your, you know, options are very limited. Currently, we are in a baby boom. COVID! I went to my checkup at my OB and they hang up on the board how many births she has coming up. And I was like, oh my God, I couldn't believe how many babies she has coming. Parents have done more than just watch Netflix during this past year. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Take me through what a typical, and we can do one of my nights, but like, what does a typical night look like? Because I think people get very confused about like, where does the newborn care specialist sleep? And if I'm breastfeeding, how do they wake me up? And all of those sort of uncomfortable, weird questions that someone who's essentially a stranger who you have a good vibe with is now staying in your home with your newborn. So when I arrived at your house, I was always greeted by your dog, Roger. And (laughs) those chats with you and Adam at the beginning of the night were always fun. Most parents fill me in about their day. And then I answer their questions, share some tips and tricks and help them find solutions that works best for them. Basically, when I arrive, I am in most cases met at the door by exhausted parents. Um, some parents are in bed within 30 minutes after I arrive. And then some parents, they like to stay up and chit chat a little bit. But typically when I arrive, I take over from that moment. 
because I want to give parents sleep that is really needed. It is so important for parents after having gone through labor, giving birth, that they catch up on sleep. Whether you carried and gave birth to your baby yourself, a surrogate carried or gave birth to your baby, or you adopted a baby, becoming a parent in any way is overwhelming, nerve-wracking, and it involves a multitude of emotions. So having someone who supports you during this journey is incredibly important. I stay mostly in the same room as the baby, so I can keep a watchful eye. I change diapers, swaddle, soothe. In the beginning, I do the umbilical cord care, circumcision care when it is a boy. If mom chooses to breastfeed, I support her in establishing a breastfeeding relationship and routine. If parents choose to bottle feed, I feed the baby either pumped breast milk or formula. I remind and make sure that moms stay hydrated, bring her a glass of water, a snack, check in how she feels, and mostly try to create an environment of trust so she feels safe to share her feelings and emotions with me. And then I also check in with a spouse or partner who is also adjusting to a new normal. I want both parents to feel supported and valued. It's so, so, so great. And I couldn't sleep if I didn't have you because I would be someone checking on the baby's lungs every two seconds to make sure that the body was going up and down. And the thing about passing off the baby to someone who's a nurse and a newborn care specialist was that I could just give the baby to you and I knew that I could really pray for sleep to come on quickly. It would because I'd be so fucking tired. And then Three hours later, just as if I just closed my eyes, my door would crack open a little bit and it would be Alexandra being like, hi, waving her little hand. And that was my time to zombie walk into Vera's room, (laughs) breastfeed. And here's where she's such a big help. So I breastfeed. But what's awesome is that I just sit there. Alexandra hands me a baby in a diaper because they stay awake better and feed better if they're awake. If they're all wrapped up and swaddled while you're breastfeeding them, they're they're sleeping through the whole feed and they're not really eating. Exactly. When I show up into the room, you're already unswaddling her, changing her diaper because also newborn babies poop 50,000 times a day. It's ridiculous. She hands me the cute naked baby in a diaper on one side. I breastfeed for about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes on one breast, hand the baby back to Alexandra. She burps the baby Mm -hmm. and the baby is held upright so that she doesn't acid reflux throw up all the breast milk she just ate. Then she hands me the baby on the other side. Then you hand the baby back and... After you've done the other side and this whole thing has taken 40 to 45 minutes, I'm running back to my bedroom and praying for sleep while Alexandra is burping the baby again, re-diapering, re-swaddling, and getting the baby down again. It's all of that shit that I am not doing. And that is a miracle because all of that stuff takes more time away from sleeping. Right. I really wanted to debunk it because I feel like a lot of people have no clue what we're doing in the middle of the night. And it's a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What happens if someone doesn't have like a bed for you in the baby's room? Because that used to really upset me. Like, I just was like, oh, my God, like 
our nursery is really small and we had just a blow up mattress and I felt so bad because I had some other friends that had like a full queen size bed like in the baby's room, which is amazing. But like what what do people do? Because then I have people say like, well, I'll just have the nurse sleep down the hall. And I'm like, no, I think that they're supposed to be like in the room, right? Yes, mostly I stay in the baby's room. I do ask indeed to have a place to, you know, lay so I can stretch my legs. But no, every family is different. I have slept on many air mattresses, roll away beds, pull out couches, beds, day beds. Um, you know, it, it's a nice way for your, your newborn care specialist or postpartum doula, you know, to stretch their legs too. Also, to be quite honest, if you sit in a dark room with white noise going for the full 10 hours, you are going to fall asleep or doze off. How many years have you been doing this? 16 years. Oh, my God. Do you have any favorite stories? I can share a very real situation. And it was actually with you. And it really hit me home. I remember we were um, figuring out how Vera could become an efficient eater. And your amazing lactation consultant suggested a certain uh, routine and schedule of breastfeeding. I believe it was every two or three hours. And you looked at me and said, I don't have any time for that shit. I need to sleep. (laughs) It really was such a real and raw moment because you were so sleep deprived. I know stories that you have been on with certain families for three months, four months, up to a year for certain very, very like high profile families who really work insane jobs and could not put on their plate like sleep training a baby, like you didn't leave until the baby was sleeping seven to seven for like months on end. So how do you sleep train a baby? You know, there is so much confusion about sleep training. If you establish healthy habits from day one, then sleeping through the night becomes a very organic process. Your baby will then gradually sleep longer over time. 3 a.m. becomes 4 a.m., 5 a.m. turns into 6 a.m. But this only happens when everyone is on the same page. Parents, oftentimes grandparents, nanny, and of course, lastly, the person who is supporting you, whether this is a nanny, uh, newborn care specialist, or postpartum doula. But I call this approach sleep conditioning. You create the condition for your baby to become an independent sleeper over time. So sleep training is actually only needed when certain habits need to be undone, like holding a baby for sleep, rocking a baby to sleep, feeding a baby to sleep. You know, everyone wakes up during the night. We as adults look at the alarm clock, take a sip of water, you know, turn on the other side, pee, yeah, <laughs> and then we go back to sleep. When a baby wakes up and has been held, rocked, or fed to sleep, then they need and want this each time they wake up because it has become a habit. It is instilled in them that that is only the only way to fall asleep. We call that a sleep association. 
So sleep training is about undoing dependency and replacing them with independent sleep habits. I think this is associated for a lot of moms with worrying about them being fed, right? Like, or, you know, it's like when a baby wakes up and you're like freaking out, it's like, oh my God, they didn't eat enough. Or, you know, there's probably like a lot of panic around that sort of thing. But also, let's be honest, when you have a baby who wakes up at 3 a.m., you know, crying, it is easier to soothe them, you know, holding or rocking or feeding them. And as a parent, when you are on your own, that is a survival method, you know, that's what you do because then you are, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes later back to sleep again. As to going through the entire motion of, you know, instilling healthy sleep habits, undoing those habits that have led to waking them up by or wanting to be rocked or fat or, you know, health. A lot of times bigger babies have a little bit easier time, right? Because they're not having to feed so much. Is that true? Or am I making that up? It depends. We do oftentimes say, oh, when there's a 10-pound baby, since they have already so much, uh, such a higher weight, you know, everything becomes a little bit more relaxed because we don't have to feed every two or three hours. So you don't have to wake them up. So organically, they, you know, might sleep a little bit, you know, longer, but it is not necessarily. Right. Because they could just be like gassy. (laughs) The other thing about a newborn care specialist is if you have your baby in your room, a lot of newborn babies make a lot of sounds, grunting, they're like, working out gas, they're pooping, they're like doing all this stuff. And so you never are sleeping because you're like, what's that? What's that? What's that? What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? Vera was like really quiet. She still is. She's so quiet. She was indeed from day one, a very quiet sleeper. And I had to get up and check on her. Are you okay? (laughs) You know, you said, I think Vera is ready for a nighttime routine. And you were the one. What do you call it again? Was it the four B's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bot, book, bottle or breast and bat. Those are the sort of things that a newborn care specialist sets you up for. Like, this is the sort of schedule you're on now. And then you so graciously are available through text even afterwards when I was like, how do I get her to not do this feed anymore at three o'clock in the morning? Or you said, you know, at the 7 p.m., let's do at 6.30 the four Bs so that she starts to get into a nighttime routine, knowing that every night when she gets a bath and books and her breast milk and that in bed, she knows that it's different from the naps in the day. Like this is the one that's like the long haul. Right. We all function better on routine. Newborns, the same. So when a newborn receives the same routine every night, they know it is the right time to prepare themselves for the night. So good. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. 
The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to, from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Finish this sentence. Parenthood is overwhelming. I was going to say hard. (laughs) So we must have been as we knew we were and always will be on the same wavelength, people. Yes. You mentioned the importance of self-care. I think that hiring a newborn care specialist, if you can, is the ultimate self-care. Tell me how you help as part of your services with the self-care. So I make sure to always check in with both parents. And of course, this past year, because of the pandemic, it was a little bit difficult. But usually I offer to come one night a week. Uh, earlier so that the parents can have a date night because it is very important that parents keep connecting with each other. You know, there's so much focus on the baby that sometimes parents forget to focus on their relationship or on their marriage. So it is important when parents are connected, it spills over onto the baby. You know, having a date night that is really good for your relationship or your uh, marriage. This past year, of course, it was a little bit difficult because of the pandemic. We, you know, no one could go anywhere, but I have been uh, going earlier and then parents just had dinner at home and then I took care of the baby. But I also make sure that I give parents resources. Either I share a parent group or a mom's group. There is so much support out there for parents to check in. You know, we live in a society where we have this phenomenon of, you know, being a superwoman. And I think sometimes it is taken too far. There is nothing wrong with asking for help and support. I was around a group of friends that had babies a lot in the same time. And a few of the moms had a very different experience to me where they actually had 
a newborn care specialist hired and they did a few nights and my two of my friends just freaked out and we were like, I'm I can't believe this, but I'm in mommy bear mode and I don't want anyone else like touching the baby. And they were great nurses. But, you know, my friends just couldn't believe the feelings they were having of like just really wanting to have the baby all to themselves 24 seven. Like it was a real primal thing. Mm -hmm. Now, I felt like, oh, my God, I need so much help. But Adam will sleep the whole night. And why he loves it is because he's able to do double duty all day. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's so pumped because he's like, yes, fine. Everyone hate me for getting a full eight hours of sleep. But I promise you, like in the waking hours, I'm going to go so hard because I got a full night's sleep. Dad can get a full night rest, but dad is on day duty. So during the day, you can take naps and shower and like eat and just lay down and do nothing. And the dad has to like or whoever the the supportive spouse is or partner, they can take out the trash, do the dishes, do a load of laundry, walk the dog, figure out dinner, all of these sorts of things. Well, you don't do anything. Right. Because. When you both are sleep deprived, exhausted, then that's not going to happen during the day. So it is better when one parent has a full night of rest because they are then on day duty. There's a number of resources that people can go to online to get assistance in finding a newborn care specialist. We have Alexandra's Facebook page, which is a postpartum support for moms. There's care.com. Are there other resources that you recommend? I always give the suggestion to check with your friends because they all have these amazing, you know, ref- referrals from their um, newborn care specialist or postpartum doulas or nannies. And, you know, oftentimes your pediatrician, OBGYN, they are definitely also, you know, good resources to ask. But honestly, I only work on referrals. So, you know, your friend or my colleague referred me or, you know, something like that. Okay. So are there any options if it's just too expensive? You know, it's definitely an expense. In my case, I rather have this than like you name it. But I don't know if there are people, are there people who train to do it who are less expensive? Like, how does that work? So there are a few options. Sometimes when a parent uh, tells me like, yeah, we would like to, you know, book your services, but, you know, we have some concerns financial wise. So then we come up with a um, way either go to three nights a week or one night on, one night off. We do have newborn care specialists or postpartum doulas who have just entered the industry. Um, And they have to, you know, get their experience. They are not that well trained yet. But, you know, when you have someone at 3 a.m. who can hold your baby and so you can sleep, that can be definitely an option. Right, right. You know, it all depends on your goals and your finances, but there are always, you know, options. This was so helpful. Do you have any last tips for our listeners? If you have the ability to book a 
newborn care, especially as a postpartum doula, do it. Postpartum support is so important. The more lovingly a postpartum mom is cared for, the more lovingly she's able to care for her baby. And the more support both parents receive, the better they are equipped to understand their baby's needs and response to them. So if you have the option and the finances to hire or book a, a newborn care specialist or postpartum doula, go for it. It will help you so much, you know, in the transitioning to become a parent. I completely agree. I can't thank you enough for giving us your time and your expertise. And I just I'm so grateful that you were in our lives, in our household and in our baby's room for the nights that we were lucky enough to have you. I was a joy to you work with you. Uh, I really loved driving to Studio City and, you know, <laughs> having the pretzels. Having the pretzel, oh my gosh, Adam had me cracking up this about National Pretzel Day. <laughs> and my husband's ridiculous, but we were so lucky to have you. And thank you for coming on Katie's Crib. And you guys, I want to hear from you. I think this subject, like postpartum care, a specialist, newborn care specialist, like this is something that I feel like no one's really understood or talked about unless you've gone through it yourselves. And we have so many people listening who are first time moms or who are pregnant, things like that. So I hope this offered a bunch of information um, to you. Follow Alexandra on Instagram. Where can we find you? So Alexandra, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-A and then Latin, L-A-T-T-E-N. Thank you so much for coming on Katie's Crib. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening to Katie's Crib. Please share the episode, tell your friends, subscribe, do all the things. And I want to hear from you. What episodes do you want to do? What guests should I have on? Topics you'd like to discuss? Questions you have? You can always hit me up at katiescrib at shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.